We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast welcome back packers fans to the pack a day podcast the thursday edition of the pack a day podcast is back the weekend is almost here i am half of your thursday crew i am jason perone and you can also find some of my work over at Game On Wisconsin, where I do the currently on hiatus Quick Slants podcast, along with me as always of Packer Report, is Mark Eckel. Mark, over at the beach, summer's upon us, all that good stuff. And we are now only a week away from round That's one real. of the 2023 NFL Draft. About time. It is about time. I would. Hey, can I, I ask you something? Yes. You always mention that, that you know, your uh, Game On Wisconsin. Now, Game On, I, I should know this, and I, I feel bad asking you this, but you only do Packer stuff for Game On Wisconsin, correct? correct? Correct. But they do Bucks and Brewers and Badgers and all that, right? Well, the idea the idea is to get to that point, but the majority of their coverage, and I, actually I should say all, all of their focus and coverage since its inception a couple of years ago has been Packers. But I think the long, the, the big vision, which is now under the leadership of the guys over at Lombardi's Bar, Jake Westendorf, uh, took a step back is to expand like you're saying into more sports over there more Wisconsin sports so that's why it was called game on Wisconsin instead of game on Packers or something more football related that's what I thought I mean but they do Badger haven't gotten into Badger stuff yet so that would be that that's the other that's the other thing too is is expanding it and and getting a bigger team there and and so I guess by putting it out on the airwaves here we're putting it into the universe so all right powers that be over there Dan Kotnick Todd Varney, Jimmy Christensen, do your worst. So, but they do, they've done a great job taking over uh, with everything and the content that we do over there. I love doing the, doing the quick slants. I mean, it comes out on Monday, so that's a great traffic day and it's a game recap. So I plan on continuing to do that. If they'll have me, unless they have other plans, I guess we'll find out, but that's the, I mean, scoop. I gotta I mean, say, I mean, we, we do, we're, we're, we're pack a day. We're not Wisconsin a day. So we just talk Packers. Packers. The Bucks and Brewers are both, I mean, the Bucks are, you know, bona fide championship contenders. Again. Um, the Brewers are off to a nice start, and they're, yeah. they're, I mean, I don't know if they're a World Series team, but they're they're you know they're they're good. They are good. And it's, it's baseball, as you know, because you've covered and followed some baseball too. That season is is extremely so, yeah, long, a lot right. of ups and downs. Right. And I'm a D-backs fan too. They always they always tend to start out hotter, and then 
but they're they're they've got to be through the history of their franchise. They've got to be one of the worst teams after the All Star break in the history of their of their <laughs> existence. They are always bad. They're that always the, bad. What does against? The heat gets to them, you think? Sellers, never buyers. Well, they got the they've got the retractable roof. It's not That's like it's true, you yeah, know, right. it's not like it's that hot in the in in the dome or in, in Chase Field. But no, I just I just don't even get me started on the D backs. That's you know, they they had their one championship in two thousand one and I'm convinced yeah. I'm convinced a, they had I, to sell I was in Arizona. The Eagles played the Cardinals that Sunday afternoon and they I, I was there the the night they won the world that when they won their one championship. Ooh, yeah. yeah. That was on Mill Avenue. Crazy vibe. It was wild. It was wild that night. Crazy vibe. Crazy vibe in Phoenix. Yeah, there's there's no shortage of, of, of crazy and, and weird stuff that goes on here. So who knows? I mean, you mentioned the Bucks. We'll see if, if maybe the, the Suns and the Bucks are on another collision course in the finals. I would like to personally, as a Suns fan, spare me that, please. But we got a long way to go before that happens, and I just hope Giannis is okay. Yeah, it sounds like sounds like he's gonna be okay. I mean he he'll be fine. He's he's one of the toughest SOBs out there and, and he's a great player, so I expect he'll be back. The Bucks will do some damage. The East, I think the East has to go through Milwaukee at this point. You could say the Celtics, but mm-hmm. it's, Celtics it goes it goes through. I think it goes through, and I know that the Celtics are the defending Eastern Conference championships. But year to year, come on. I mean, I think I think that it goes through Milwaukee in the in the East, and and just glad that they're they're back in it because it's it's more fun. I like it when the small markets are making some noise in the playoffs. It just gives us a change up, right? Yes, and all that all oh, that other. True. All that other kind of Even stuff. Even Denver. Denver wouldn't be – I mean, they, when's the last time they've been relevant? Long time. Yeah. Very long anyway, time. enough enough basketball. I don't really even follow basketball. Miss basketball <laughs> and baseball. So so no weather talk uh, here, but uh, we did talk a little bit of baseball and no, basketball. We so we're hey, talking about, you know, Wisconsin yeah. type, type sports. Not bad. All right. So Not bad. So, today. so we're, talking, we're talking defensive line prospects for this uh, 2023 class. And as always, you've got some – Good sources here with some information on on the defensive line. So at the the current state of the position right now, we were just talking before we started. It's thin, it's really thin. So I'll, Mark, I'll let you kind of take us through. Obviously, we have got Kenny Clark, Devontae Wyatt, T.J. Slayton, right, and then yeah. and John Ford, John Ford, who didn't play he at all last played. year. Now John Ford might be, we don't know anything about him. He was a seventh round pick last year out of Miami. Big guy, big nose tackle type. They must have liked something about him that they that they a they drafted him and b they kept him all year. They kept him on the on the fifty three man roster. Was on the practice squad. He was on the fifty three man from day one. But he never he was inactive for all seventeen games. So I guess you could call it like a redshirt year for him in that he was on the team but never really he never played. So we really don't know. We don't know anything about him. We don't know. I mean, he might turn out to be a decent, you know rotational type guy it would be it it would be a really interesting and almost i don't know how pressing it would be for a guy that doesn't it couldn't manage to dress at all during his rookie season to come out and all of a sudden be serviceable i mean it's it's possible it's, it's possible it's I mean, but i mean there are guys that i don't that mean the, the packers or other i've seen other teams you know guys have been on the practice squad and turned out to be serviceable players right i mean yep. so i mean I, I again but even if even if jonathan ford turns out to be a of a good quality defensive lineman that they could use. That still only gives them four. Right. right. <laughs> and you That's need at end. least five or if not six, you know, so they're, the Packers are going, I, I would be, I, I mean, nothing surprises me anymore when it comes to the draft, but I would be very, very perplexed <laughs> if the Packers don't take a defensive lineman somewhere in this draft. And I think they'll take one before the second day is over. 
Do, do, do you agree with me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They have to. This isn't a this isn't a position where they can they can skimp here because, like you said, they don't even have enough guys to field a depth chart right now. And if so, if you're going to add a fourth or a fifth guy, and you're going to you just expect to plug a sixth or seventh rounder in there and make some noise, you better hope that Kenny Clark. Devontae Wyatt, who's going to get much more opportunity as, yes. a, as a former first-round pick this year, and T.J. Slayton, who filled in nicely and I thought was 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 yeah. pretty good last year, are stay healthy, don't miss any time, and they bow and they all elevate. Right, and even even if even if what you said is true, let's say, you know, you know how I feel about Kenny Clark. He's my favorite player on the team. Mm-hmm. I think he's mm-hmm. he's the key to the whole defense. But even if he's Ken, if he's his all-pro self, and Wyatt turns into what they thought he was when they took him in the first round. And Slayton continues to get better and better. Those big boys need need breaks. Yeah, <laughs> you don't want you don't want Kenny Clark playing sixty plays a game. You don't want Wyatt playing sixty plays a game. You don't want Slayton playing. So you need at least you need a, you know, let's look at last year. Last year they had those they had well Wyatt was like the fifth guy, but they had Clark, and they had Slayton, but they also had Dean Lowry and Jerron Reed. Now, I know some people don't like Dean Lowry and Reed was what he, you know, he was, a, but they, they took up snaps. They, 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 they played a lot of plays for the Packers last year because so they that's could two guys that they lost that played a lot of snaps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, so, and they played to your point, Mark, they played because they could, they were serviceable. They were good enough. Yeah. They weren't, neither one had great years, but they, but they played, they, they took up a lot of snaps. So even if Wyatt plays as many snaps as Lowry did last year. Okay. Well, somebody has got to play read snaps mm-hmm. and then somebody's got to play Wyatt's snaps. let's say even if four becomes Wyatt where he plays whatever many snaps Wyatt played which wasn't a whole lot but some you still need at least one more guy to play a lot of snaps and so that means to... somebody that can that can not just come in and be a body but someone could come in and actually be effective and play right play so yeah so they're gonna that's why I I think and I thought they might sign one yes. a, you know a veteran but they did and they still I guess there's still some out there I don't know when things players will become more player more, veterans do come free after June first, and after the draft because teams will draft guys and then cut some other guys. So they say still might be able to sign a veteran, but they're I'm, again getting back to what I said earlier. I'll be very I'll I'll be scratching my head <laughs> if they don't if they don't if the Packers don't come away with a defensive lineman at the latest at the latest the fourth round. But I'm I'm thinking and depending on what they get in if they ever trade the quarterback. Maybe even you know maybe third round maybe even second round. I don't as think they take one in the first round. I as, it sta- I, as it stands right now, they've got a they've got a fair number of picks. It would be silly if they don't end up grabbing some big guys right. in this draft. Now, before we dive into some of the prospects, because we have a couple we want to talk about here, I wanted I want to talk about Wyatt for a second because you mentioned yeah. Wyatt snaps and like okay, let's say John Ford, you know, hypothetically becomes Wyatt. Obviously, we don't know if that's going to be the case, right? I just meant like in terms of snaps. Right, yeah. And but but one thing I want to remind everybody of is that Devontae Wyatt did not play very many snaps last year, but when he did play by metrics, he was pretty effective when yes. he when he when he came into the game. So I that encourages me for his year two jump because again, like I said, we're gonna need Kenny Clark to be his usual self, Devontae Wyatt to take a jump. We want Slayton yes. to take another jump too. It's his third season. And they're going to need that in addition to adding at least one, probably two more guys that can play. But Devontae Wyatt is kind of one of those really intriguing, if I can use that word, intriguing storylines. Like if you were still writing right now, wouldn't that be on your list of things to watch for oh, in, in camp? my top five. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. Yes. And, and, and I happen to think, and I know 
I, it's funny because when I when I covered Philadelphia for thirty some years, I was always considered the um, the tough guy in the sense of like I I, I thought I was fair, and, the, and and people that liked me thought I was that that's what they liked about me. They I was fair, I was honest. I I wasn't a fan of the team, so I I told what I thought. I am a fan of the Packers. I'm not going to lie. I wouldn't we wouldn't be doing Pack a Day podcast if I wasn't a fan of the team, right? So maybe I am more optimistic when I talk about the Packers than I am other teams, but I happen to think Wyatt's going to be a pretty good player. I thought it was, I, I liked it when they took him. I thought he should have played more last year. I really do. I don't know. I, again, I'm not at practice every day. I don't know what goes on, but I thought it was by the end of the year. I thought, and he, and he did play a little more. Lowry got hurt and he, and he, and he, and he played more at the end, but he graded out pretty well from all indications. And I'm, I'm not a, pro football focus guy i think i I know people think that's like the the end all be all i i never use them or even look at them but i am an andy herman guy and andy great you know andy does his grades every every week and he why it graded out pretty well under andy's grading system which is a pretty elaborate system to be honest with you so yeah like you said he didn't play a lot but when he did play he played well now for the record you're right i agree with you mark and for the record since Andy runs a pack a day podcast. I would just like to say that I'm also an Andy Herman guy too. Since since <laughs> I think we should all be Andy Herman guys and gals that are well, on, no, on I mean, the pack a day podcast. But, I mean, but no, in, his grades. And Andy knows that. I I say it all the time. I put mm-hmm. it on Twitter. I don't agree with everything he says in terms of his, you know draft, and we we've disagreed on things. But I know that I know what it takes to to do what he does in terms of grading. That, that that's not an easy story to write, and it's a lot. It takes a, it's a. I did it myself. It's hard, it's a lot of work. Because you're you're watching the game, you're watching every player, you're watching the game over again, but you're watching you're watching it five, six, seven, who knows how many times to, to grade every player, you know. And he's very fair and very very accurate, I think, with it. I so, did not always, and I'll tell you, there were some stinkers last year. We know the Packers went through that rough stretch. I did not envy Andy or any of those guys and gals who did didn't. Uh, had to rewatch the games because when, once a game goes south, I don't rewatch oh, it ever again. Right. Do you know? Do you know? I have never rewatched the '97 Super Bowl. Oh, and, me either. And never will. I refuse. Never will. No, and the I, only, I, you know, I, I've never rewatched the Seattle NFC oh, Championship game. Geez, why would you? Why? Why would you? Right. Why would you? I never. If it's on, if it's ever been on, I even the even the first half, I don't watch it. I don't no. watch it. Bad, bad, bad vibes. No, bad no, vibes. I don't, bad no, vibes. I don't. But I don't watch any game that my team loses again. But okay, so getting getting back on track, <laughs> you know, right. I I agree. You know, and and I was going to say you're you were known as the as the tough guy. I think it might be that good rugged exterior that you have there. You look like you could break some kneecaps if if you know <laughs> things things didn't go the right way. You're a Jersey guy, right? So it's like yeah. you know all those yeah. things put together. But all right, so fair. Pack- I, like to know, I like to think of myself as being fair. Yeah, when at, I covered the Eagles, I I think so too. I mean, we've been well, how long? And we've players, been? I listen. There were people that didn't like me that covered it that and with the team because of they. I didn't buy into everything that they said, but but again, with the Packers, I am. I'm not going to lie. I want the team to do well. I want every pick they make to be good. I want Devontae Wyatt to be a first to, to play like a first round pick. Yeah, but you're being transparent about it before you give your take. It's different. I think that's I right. think that's above board. That's totally. Oh, I think that's totally fine. That's, I've, that, and I've admitted, I've admitted more than once that I, I thought I did not like the Christian Watson pick when they made it, and I yeah, made that clear. Right. But I've and, I, and I've and I've come around saying, I, and I said it from the beginning. I hope I'm wrong about this guy. Well, I'm glad I was wrong. I'm glad I couldn't be happier to be wrong about a player 
than I was at Packers, you know. And I hope he continues to become the a, you know a star wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers. And if listen, if game goes well, you laud the Packers. If a game doesn't go well, then you don't. And and right. that's that's fair. I mean, it's you know, it's not like we're so green and yellow colored glasses. We're definitely not. Oh not... no! Listen, when I do my analysis after the game, if they lose, I got to. I know I'm. You know, I killed the special when it, the the night they lost to the 49ers. In the playoffs, I I destroyed the spread and 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 Mo Drayton. I couldn't say enough bad things about him. <laughs> uh, I think most of those were warranted in hindsight. If we if we could if we're all taking truth serum, I think I think a lot of that was warranted. I think the Packers yeah. have obviously taken a, a turn for the better on the special team side of things. Oh God! Uh, and and that's a whole other thing we'll get into when the draft is over. With is is it looks like Rich Bisaccia is at the controls a little bit as far as who they're bringing back this year, but that's great. Um, All right, let's go to the defensive line. Well, so, okay, so let's start off, since you did all the the really heavy lifting here, too, you've got a nice quote to kind of kick off a general assessment of the defensive line group or your class from from one of your sources here, so I'll let you start with there with with what they're talking about as far as the group itself. He says it's not a real good group, but but it's not that bad. And this is a scout from an NFC team. He says it depends on what you're looking for. There, there, there are some good ones. Now, the best is Jalen Carter from Georgia. Now, there are some off the, off the field questions about him. He was arrested for racing, where a, a, a classmate of his was killed in the, in the, during the racing thing. Whatever happened up down, out there after, the, after Georgia won the national title. So there are, there is a little cloud around him. The thing is, he's not. He, there, there's no way that he's going to slip to number 15. I mean, there's just no way. Now. You and I talked a little bit about him prior to prior to to, to, to coming on, but would you move? I mean, well, you know they, what I'm. You know what I. You already know what I'm going to say. So yeah, I'll you answer. Don't, but you I'll, don't want him, right? But I'll, what, well, okay. I wouldn't say that I don't. I don't want him. It does cause me to pause when you look at some of the details. And you guys can, you know, and girls and everybody out there's listening to us can go on your own and read up on this and draw your own conclusions about your take on the actions and what, what Carter did, didn't do on this with regards to this, this racing and this death of his teammate. My big thing is, 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 listen, we're talking about a player that you're going to hypothetically take in the top 15 of the draft. That is a massive investment in any player that is squeaky, even squeaky clean coming out of, of college, and they have to pan out. Guys are going to lose their jobs if those players don't pan out. Right. So that that for me is the risk factor is very high. So it says, hey, if if he slips out of the top five, the Packers still would have to trade up to get this player. I don't need the Packers to trade up. And they would have to really, really like him. And I'm not saying it's impossible. And I also said, to be fair, too, I'll I'll share my take that I gave to you before we started was, yes, it's possible. There have been instances of guys who. We're in a rough situation, made a mistake, did something, something bad happened, whether it was their fault, intentional, accidental, not, whatever, all the factors you want to put in there. And they literally had zero other problems and turned out to be great pros, some went to the Hall of Fame and became great players. But there were plenty that didn't. And something else happened where there was a lapse in judgment or something else bad happened or you know trouble followed them around in some way, shape, or form. I don't have a sense for whether Carter is, is going one way or the other. There's no question about his talent. He's an absolutely talented player, but here we have some judgment and decision-making issues here for a player that knows. Because I don't, you know, I'm going to assume that he knows he's a top prospect in this year's draft, and you're you're doing you're going around and doing dumb things like that too. You can tell me all day these guys are young and that that's what happens, and I get it. 
young kids make mistakes and they just don't think as clearly as adults, but it's a top 15 type of an investment mark. And for me, so for me, they're not where they'd have to pick him. I'm a no. Okay. And then, like I said, I don't think he's getting out of the top five. I think he, I think he goes to Seattle at five. This. I wouldn't mind him for, for one reason. Okay. Well, no, two reasons. One is he's pretty good defensive lineman. You put him next to him and Kenny Clark would be pretty good together. And he's Georgia. The Packers love Georgia guys. But it would also give them a Nixon, a Ford, and a Carter. Of course. I should have seen that coming. <laughs> I should have seen this one coming. Why didn't I? Why, why didn't it? You know, four years of working together and I still can't. You still, you still keep me on my toes. Let me ask you Let me ask you this, too, before we get into some of the other prospects, too, here. So you're, the, the quote from your uh, NFC scout here depends yeah. on what you're looking for there. In your estimation... I, you know, whether you want to talk about a frame, a, a body type, a skill set, what is it that you think that the Packers need based on what they already have? And, and what, what do you want them to say? What do you think they need in these well, next big, the pack, if, if, if you play a three, four, you kind of want your, I think they need to end more than a tackle, right? Cause they, they have Slayton is, is Clark and Slayton are both kind of nose tackles. Yes, so they are. When they play, if the three of them play Clark kind of moves outside, which I don't mind because it, it kind of frees them up to do more damage and just be a, you know, a traffic cop nose tackle type. And Ford is also that. So, I mean, right and right now Ford's number four. So I think they need somebody, they you know, around 300 pounds and at least 6'3", if, 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 if you're talking body type. They, that's why they're, and, and we'll, 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 we'll get to the other guys. They need, I think they need, and they also need somebody, well, I mean, ideally you, you want somebody that can do, that can stop the run and get, get after a quarterback. But they, they've had problems against the run, right? I mean, that's been mm-hmm. her. Uh, I, it's like I said beforehand. I mean, I, I, 35 years following the Packers, I can count on one hand and have fingers left over the number of years that they were really good run defense. It's just yeah, not, so a, it's, he, it's never been a big thing. And that's not all defensive line. And no, I mean, it's defensive not. You're line, right. obviously, linebackers control that too. You need good linebackers to stop the run as well. Correct. Um, set the edge and, you know, the middle, the guys inside have to be come up and plug the gaps and all that. So it's, it's not just the line, but it starts there. So, yeah, I, I, for instance, let, let, let's – right, we, 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 we talked about Carter. There's, like, we both agree there's, they're not going to get him. But the kid from Pitt, uh, Cansey, now a lot of people like him, but he's 6'1", 281. Kalijah Cansey, yes. Kalijah Cansey from Pitt, yeah. He's not – I don't see how you can fit him into a 3-4 defense. No, I don't, I no. just don't. You're right. That size, 6'1", 281 to me, If like I said, I think that sounds to me like more of a 4-3 defensive lineman than right. any, anything on a 3-4. And even he's even small. He's, he's undersized for that, but – uh, and here's here's my here's a quote on him because he went to Pitt, right? And it might discuss with me. It's really unfair to, to compare him to Aaron Donald just just because of his size in his school. He says it's unfair to compare anyone to Donald. But I like Hansy. He's a good player. Don't 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 worry about his size. Well, no, but I'm worried about it in a three four because he's just not big enough to play outside. And he's you know you want at least like I said I think you want at least six three if not taller. And around 300 pounds for what you're going to, yeah, for what you're going to ask him to do, it's going to be tough in a three, four regardless. So you can like, Hey, this guy plays bigger than he is. It's like, yeah, but you know, how much bigger do you need somebody six, one, two eighty one to play, to be effective in green Bay's defense? Probably a lot bigger. Right. It's, it's just, you know, there's a limit. There's a limit. He, he might be a great player, but he's probably gonna be a great player for another team. Exactly. And I, and I think he'll go again. They're, they're not taking him. The pa- like, do you agree with me that the Packers are not taking a defensive lineman at 15? No, I don't think so. I would right, be. I agree. I would. First of all, not listen, one worth it. This you know? this draft, uh, honestly, there's this this draft. There's probably a lot less things that'll surprise me this year than in other years. 
defensive line would be at the top of the list where I'd be like, well, a quarterback, obviously number one, yeah. that was, you know, <laughs> but a defensive lineman, I would be like, what, what are, what are, what is it that we're doing here? So yeah, I agree. I mean, I don't, I don't see, like I said, I think Carter is the only one that will go that high and he'll be gone before 15. Right. So, and I think, I think Cansey, I think Cansey will, you know, they're obviously not going to take him at 15 and I don't think he'll be there at 45. I think he'll go, you know, top part of the second round. Or maybe even he could sneak into the bottom of the first round, even so. Someone likes him enough, yeah. Right. So I don't see him being a being a Packer. I don't see him even having a possibility the possibility of being a Packer. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Well, and here's the other thing too. You've and you've done it. You've you've mentioned it many times before. The Packers, if we're helmet scouting, don't see a lot of players from Pitt. That's a good point. You know, so from a conference standpoint, and that's a perfect transition into who I think the next player is. You're probably going to want to <laughs> want to talk about here is is from a conference that the Packers have taken, not yep. just players from, but they've drafted players very early in the draft from yep this, from Big Blue from Big Blue, Michigan, Mozzie Smith. He's now he's not quite as tall. He's six three, so it's at that threshold. Three twenty three, so he has the size. You know, he's probably a second round. Now again, he could go bottom first. There are some people that think he can sneak into the bottom of first. Probably go second. Might be on the board at forty five. If he is, depending on what they do and depending on how many second round picks they have, it's a possibility. That's all I'll say. And the, my, my scout liked him. He said I like him. Actually, that quote, I like him. He's better than anyone but Carter, in my opinion. He's not a finished product. But he'll be a good, but he'll be a good player. So, what do you think? Do you think Mozzie Smith's the kind of guy that, and like you said, they the Packers have done. They they have two starters on their team now from from Michigan, right? Um, Rashawn Gary and John Runyon Jr. 
He's from a um, successful program. He yep. he meets to me size wise and 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 just from what I've seen, I would be I would be more than happy with this. Maybe not at fifteen. No, not. But 15, I would be. But, but I would be more than you. You could you could pick him. I mean, if even if Green Bay wanted to move up in the second round to get him, I I anything on day two, I am I am a okay with him being the guy. I I would love that. He's definitely one that I've. I've had, and again, it's, 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 I, I guess I don't really helmet scouting. It's really more for me. Like I, I place a lot of bias on how successful these programs were. It's yes, like I do Michigan, too. he was, if you can say that this player played a big part in the, in the college team success and they were playing in a playoff game, then you're probably talking about a pretty good player. Yeah. I mean, people accuse me to helmet, I mean, helmets got that, that. That's the new term, but you know what? Yeah, all right. I'm, I I do helmets out because I want players from Alabama and Georgia and Michigan and Ohio State. I don't want players from schools that went two and nine. And I mean, I'm I'm sure there's some there's they have some good players. Um, and I'm sure I can there there are good players like Christian Watson who, who come out of North Dakota State. But for the most part, first of all, if you played at Michigan, that means you played in front of a hundred and some thousand people every week. So the NFL is not that that. The stage isn't going to be too too big for you because you've been there, you know. You you know, or 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 if you played at at, at Ohio State and you had to go into Michigan and play in front of a hundred thousand people booing you, you know, that's that's right. You've been there. You yep. you've been at the biggest stage. Mm-hmm. So I that to me that stuff like that's important. And like you said, he played in playoff games. You know, college playoff game. That to me, that that's those the big big game, yeah, big game appearances and the number of big games you played in matters. And and that, but I guess in that sense, you're also in a, in a way helmet scouting because usually the best colleges and ones playing in the biggest games. Yeah. So, and the Packers like the Packers have done that. They in the last couple of years they've taken and I, and I, and again I'll throw Christian Watson here. Now he went to North Dakota State, small you know FCS, but they played in. They played in big games. They they won national titles. The Packers seem, especially early, to take guys who who have had college success, mm-hmm. whether it's Georgia, Michigan. I'm trying to think who else they took early last uh, last couple. Ohio. They took Myers out of Ohio State. So yeah, they you know they and they like the Big Ten. They do like Big Ten, not just the two Michigan. They, like I said, my, they, they've taken Myers from Ohio State, Savage from Maryland, Rashawn, Gary. He's also yeah, Michigan, so Gary, yeah, back two in... Michigan guys, Gary and Runyon. Didn't they take somebody from Iowa lately? I can't. I, I you can't. I, I'm chuckling because you can't. You can't mention Iowa without me thinking Balaga. of Brian Balaga, who's man. He's he's been in the news. Or not in the news, but he's he's been on on Twitter lately. Yeah. I, I don't know whether it was smart on his part or not, but he's been no, on Twitter. What? Yeah. No. I don't. I, no. Nothing. No one recently there. It's it's been a while sure? since there. But but Big Ten. It's yeah. They've they've got they've got a, a fair share of of players that they like from there too, and I think there's a, a, as they should. You know those those players typically tend to be pretty good. And and the one thing we know about the Big Ten is uh, they they've played a couple games in the in the cold weather for whatever that's worth that's to right. to you for a player these days. Although I feel like you know that 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 whole thing has kind of gotten a little overrated, and we then 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 we start getting into the conversation about home field advantage and playing in the cold and all that other kind of stuff too. So, but that's you know. Mozzie Smith, again, just to, to put a nice bow on it here, again, going back to what your scout said here, he's better than anyone but Carter. That's that's pretty big. That's pretty high praise. I mean, because right. we only we're only talking about some the top five or six guys here, because obviously we'd be on for hours if we, we we did more more than that. But that is some high praise, whether it's a good draft or not. I mean, defensive line, there's out of how many total draft picks there are going to be that are made in this draft. A fair number of them are going to be defensive linemen, and so to say, hey, this guy is the consensus number the two, well, or the second yep. best. 
yeah, I got my eye on him. You know, I'm I'm thinking long and hard about it when I get to the second round. Now, this this tight end situation for the Packers gets becomes very interesting because it's like you only have so many picks. They haven't signed, like you said, they haven't signed any free agents. I'm really, really curious. I wish I could be a fly on the wall and and know like which positions they think they're going to be able to pluck a veteran at because they also don't have a ton of money to spend either. So no, they, they have a little bit. But and not, if you not, believe not a... and if you believe what David Bakhtiari said, that the Packers are rebuilding, there's going to be some positions or there's going to be one or two position groups that they are probably not going to be able to address the way they want to. And they're, they're just going to have to get by with or make do with what they have and hope that some of these guys like we might be hoping that Jonathan Ford, Ford becomes you know, something right turns into. Yeah, turns into something. And that's a scary thought, but that could very well be the way it is. And even in a year when the Packers are trying to contend, again, you can only do so much in one draft and in one offseason. So correct. That's that's that. But I think you could do a lot worse than Smith. I like him a lot. We talked about Cansey, uh, and then next we have somebody that you like a lot, who's from your neck of the woods. Yeah, it's Zach Pickens from South Carolina. Again, he has the size of one, six four, two ninety one. Now again, the scout says he can play inside or outside in a four three, but he might be best as an end in a 3-4. That know? sounds good. That so- sounds like what we for, need. Right? We're looking for an end in a 3-4. Yeah. He's very good at the point of attack, needs needs to develop more pass rush from a day two pick. So he's probably a third round pick from what I, from all what I gather. Ooh. Maybe he might Can he slip into the fourth round? <laughs> hey, you never know. If the Packers are picking, know. can he please? Yeah, right, third round, because we don't want to take him in the third round. He won't be any good, right? Um, but, I mean, he's a guy, he's probably, he's not as good as Mozzie, obviously. But if Smith's gone, in the second before they pick and they don't, you know, they go some, they, they go a different direction in the second. I, I wouldn't mind a Zach Pickens in the third or fourth round. Like I said, has the size SEC Packers like SEC. Mm-hmm. They like SEC even more than the big tennis. As they should. Georgia yeah. guys. Yeah. And that, right? NFL, the NFL light. The country. I mean, if you look at their defensive line, they, you know, the Kenny Clark's from the UCLA pack 12, but Wyatt from Georgia and Slayton from Florida. That's that's two SEC guys right right there. They took a South Carolina kid last year in the fifth round, the the pass rusher and Agdabari. So you know they, it's a school that they have. If we're, again, we're for helmet scouting. They have taken guys from South Carolina. Again, I wouldn't I would not mind that pick at all at the right time. Sure. And I've noticed too with this list, and it continues on with the next guy we're going to talk about that. These guys keep getting bigger as we move down the list. Actually, I shouldn't say that. Jalen Carter's was was right. pretty big, and then we went to, then uh, we went to Mozzie, which right. who's well, actually Mozzie's a couple pounds. They're both six three. He's, he's not as tall. And then we went back to we, then we went down to Cansey, and now we're working well, our Cansey small working Pickens our way is... working our way back up. But yeah, Pickens again. Now this is this is where we're getting into the guys that that and, and I think he out of everybody that we've talked about Pickens it's it's about where he's likely to land. I think that's probably going to be the the thing that maybe makes him most likely to be a Packer is where he's going to be available. Cuz again at 15 Jalen Carter probably not going to be an option. Mozzie Smith everyone knows about him and right. he played at Michigan. So if he if he makes it to Green Bay then you know they they might have to run the card up and and do what they have to do, but it's very possible that he could end up being a late late first rounder if a team really likes him a lot, or a very early day two pick. And we'll see what's going to end up happening with this. You know, we try to get through a whole podcast without talking about the quarterback, but the reality is is we still don't know if that trade's going to get done, and if we're talking about a different type of draft capital. We don't know. That's why that's what's killing me about this not getting through it, not getting the. Uh... <laughs> And I think, and people say, well, it doesn't, you know, it, they have till the draft to do it. Yes, they do. Uh, yes, I'm not going to 
argue that, but I think teams like to know how many picks they have and where they are a little, a couple of days before they're actually making the picks. Right? Yes, of course. I mean, yeah. If, if you're to, if you're to, if you're Brian Gutenkunst, you'd like to know, do I have two second round picks this year? Or do I only have one? Do I have, you know, do I have two third round? What, what, what do I have going into this draft? Because Although I will tell you, at this point, based on the if if this then this scenario, and because of all the drama and everything that's gone on with this trade, the Packers better already have a. If this happens, we're taking oh, this. Sure. They, they, like their board better be ready for yeah, any iteration yeah. of how this trade might turn out. Uh, yeah, and I would. I yes, it I, shouldn't be a huge surprise unless some team does slip in there. You asked you asked me about how I th- I thought about this the Niners and the Titans slipping in there, and again. Seems very convenient now that we're getting close to the draft that all of a sudden these teams resurface as interested in Aaron Rodgers. Boy, that's that that's the universe is sure looking out for the Green Bay Packers if that's the case, right? So, mm-hmm. well, we'll see. again, we have a week to see if something happens between now and then. Between now and then, the, now and then, the, but, but, but uh, Pickens going to clock. You know, Pickens could be the pick. Uh, I would like it. I wanted Pickens last year and I didn't get him. The wide receiver Pickens from yeah, Georgia, so maybe right. I'll get a Pickens this year. The other South Carolina, the other Pickens, yeah. And then there's one more. Well, there's a couple more, but the next one is Brian Breeze from Clemson, who some people like him a lot. Some people have him as a definite first round pick. My guy does not like him. The scouts that I talked to, two scouts did not like him. They called him one called him the most overhyped player in a draft. He was a number one recruit coming out of high school, but he did but he hasn't played like it. And he's been and in his defense. Uh, he's had a lot of injuries. He had an ACL. He had a lacerated kidney. So there's medical concerns with this with this kid as well. Uh, he has the size of uh, that we're looking for, 6'6", 298. Yep. If he were to slip and keep slipping, maybe he's worth the risk. I, I, I don't know. I'm not taking him at 15, and I'm probably not taking him at 45 either. Well, maybe a moot point because your your person's got him going late first round, probably because someone's going to take, take a flyer. <laughs> I said somebody will probably take him. Yeah. But. But we'll see. Now there's there's another one that I didn't I didn't mention in the and breaking them down. But I I mentioned him in the in in the body of the story is the kid from Florida, Jervon Dex. He's he he's like a second third round pick. He has the he has the same. Now again, my the scouts that I spoke to weren't real crazy about him. That's why I didn't include him in 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 my top five. But there are people that 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 like him. He has, like I said, he's he's Florida, so he's 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 SEC, which like we said, the Packers do like SEC players. Mm-hmm. Now, again, where where does he fall, and do the Packers like him more than some other? People? He's he's six six three ten, so like he has that body type that that we're talking about mm-hmm. for the Packers. Yep, to, to play you know to play in a three four, wasn't real productive. I mean, see, I I learned a long time ago. When covering teams and talking to you know personnel people and scouts, if you're not productive in college, you're probably not going to be be productive. Yeah, in college. yeah, it's just that seems commonsensical. But yet here we find teams that think they're going to turn these these players into something when there was nothing to go off of in college. Right. Like I remember a, a, a general Tom Modrak, um, who was Eagles general manager for a few years, passed away. Great, great guy. Helped me a lot. Uh, we got along. That's something with the Eagles that I, that I did get along with very well. He always said to me production forget what they their cone their what their time is in the, in the three cone drill and this that and other thing he says now all that's you know you look at it and, and you and you keep it in mind but production he says if if a guy only got three three or four sacks in college I'm talking about defensive linemen he's not going to get 10 in the pros <laughs> right you know 
Right. Uh, where, you know, if, if a receiver only caught this many passes in college, he's not going to catch. It, it gets harder in the pros. You know, guys, guys that get 15 sacks in college might not get 15 in the pros, but, but they can, but they, there's a chance they're going to get 10. Right. You know? Right. So it's all about production to, to, to me. He, he taught me that. So you want, and Mozzie Smith did, he produced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pickens has some, some, again, they weren't, like like the said about Pickens, he needs to work on his pass rush. But if you're looking for a run stopper, I think he he might be your guy. They could use it. I guess that's yeah. all I'm gonna say is we talked about the run defense and how it needs a boost, and and they could definitely they can definitely use that as as teams try to exploit that trending and constant weakness with regards to the Packers. But year to year, now Pickens Pickens had three sacks. So he had he had some pass rush on him, but that's not a big number. But he but he was more like I said, more of a more of a pass, more of a run stuffer. Right. Well, I think that's I call those gravy plays where it's like if they get to the passer, and they get a sack, and that's not really necessarily what they're there for. That's right. even even better. And 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 a three four, if whatever you you know you don't expect your lineman. I mean, you want to get some pressure and some sacks, but it's your line, it's your outside linebackers, it's your Rashawn Gary, your Preston Smith, whoever else. That that you really that get most of your sacks, right? Yeah, I'll be really curious to see how this board shakes out in these later picks. I think you might end up seeing. I mean, if the Packers end up getting one of these one of these players, that's great because you need you know you're, if you if you want to improve a position or you need a if you need to add a really good player. The I mean you know the bottom line is you're gonna have to you're probably gonna have to draft them by the end of the third round. Anything after round three is very iffy at best. There's been plenty of players who've worked out beyond that obviously but it's it's far from a given so and it's not and again to, to to piggyback off that yeah you can get good players in the fourth or fifth round and the packers have but if you're looking for immediate dividends you're probably not the packers got you know they they got actually zach tom was a fourth round pick last year who who did pay off as a rookie but that's 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 rare um that doesn't happen all the time so yeah i mean you might get a guy in the fourth fifth round who turns out to be a very good player but he's probably not going to help you a whole lot in in 2023. So, yeah, you. I mean, it depends. Yeah, I, I think the Packers will. You know, if if they want a defensive lineman, if they're not going to sign a veteran, then they then they better get a, a defensive lineman. Uh, as I said at the at the end of day day two at the latest. Right, right. I think no. I I agree. I agree. There's. I mean, the Packers have a lot of things they need to do by the end of day two. They only have so many picks. So. We'll see what ends up happening if they end up trading back, stockpiling. If they do, they finally hit on a third rounder. That would be helpful because <laughs> one of these guys may end up being that pick, and and you know, I, it it'll flabbergast me if they end up picking a player in the third round at all. But at but some point, do, right? at some point, you got to break the curse, right? At some yeah, point, one of these guys yeah. has to work out. So at least be okay. Right, right. So that's you know that's that's what we'll keep an eye on for sure. Well, the next time we're together. As far as the defense, I don't know if there was anyone else you wanted to wanted to talk no, about. I was just, I'm realizing now that the, the next time that, that we'll be together, it'll be the day of the draft. So the next time you hear our voices, it's draft day. Yep. And so any any and, news and we'll or buzz everything. or anything that happens, I mean, God forbid, might there be a trade done? Oh my God! At that point, okay. you know, might it happen on might it happen on the uh, the Wednesday? Could well we'll see the day before. I doubt it. I think if we get to Wednesday and there's been, hasn't been any trade, there's probably more of a likelihood that there's no move made at all during the draft than on the draft day, which would really be bizarre and interesting. It's it's, it's, it's this whole thing is uh, I don't even want to talk about. It's it. exhausting. No, it it's is. completely exhausting. Well, you've been doing a ton of good draft stuff. So uh, what do we have up at Packer Report now, and what's coming up? What's up now is cornerbacks, and that's uh, the and according to my people. 
the best position in this draft. It's the deepest. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there, there's some very talented corners in this draft. Um, as many as six or seven could really go in the first round, uh, especially since other areas aren't that good. So that's up now. Look, look at the corners. And coming soon, if you listen to us on Thursday, the story should be up on Friday, is a look at the safeties, which isn't nearly as good as the, as the corners, but it's a position that the Packers may be looking to take at least one safety in this draft. Okay. Yeah, they definitely need one. And I've heard the same thing about the corner position. So once again, another one to keep an eye on is that's a premium position. Do the Packers decide to to stockpile at a, a position that's constantly at need and, and other positions have to have to wait? See, my, my take there, and I'll, 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 I'll leave you with this, and we can probably talk about this more next week, but I wouldn't be, I would not be opposed to the Packers taking one of the really good corners and doing what I've been wanting them to do for a year now is move Russell to safety. Yeah. And so, you know, take a good corner, solves, you know, and then move Russell and then you, it's, you're helping yourself in two places. Yep. I agree. I agree. And it's not the first time that's been floated or talked about. I'm sure the Packers have looked at it and they've even alluded to it. It may end up being something that they, they do end up doing so seven more days a lot of good corners in this draft seven more days till this draft comes and go. goes and then we'll actually then we'll know who the packers are going to be in 2023 at least before free agency the second uh, the the summer round of free agency and then camp breaks and we can actually talk about some football for once yep. which will be go. fantastic Hopefully. so well get over and follow mark follow me on on twitter and pack a day podcast we'll be back again next week Hope everybody's week is winding down. Thanks for riding along with this edition of the Pack Day Podcast. We will be back next Thursday. In the meantime, everybody, stay safe wherever you are. And as always, go Pack Go. Go.